you learned? Well, learned, we've learned that we've learned, had a little technical learned. difficulty, so our normal song's not going to come out. But right now, it's Monday. It's August 23rd, and we're going to be hanging out with Lori and Julie here. Let's have some fun on this dysfunctional so far early Monday. <laughs> I was going to say, what's going on there? It's not time for... Is it 5.15 already? We'd be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well, yeah. I was just looking up at the weather report for the week because the state fair starts Thursday. Yes. What's your grim phone so Lori, thing? Lori thinks because she has an Android, her form phone is more positive than my negative Apple. For, for the weather. For the for weather. Weather. Our weather, our weather. Our weather thing. So mm-hmm. on Wednesday and Thursday, it says for me that we are going to be, um, you know. What percentage? 60. 60, okay. 60 and 70 degrees. Yeah. Burr. Burr. Burry. Well, listen, it never That's did rain right. on Friday night. No it's kidding. Dominus. Who knows? It could all change in a second, you guys. It all changes. Happy Monday. Happy it, Monday. Which, did anyone have a weekend claim to fame they want to share with Grant? the gang? Yeah. Grant? I mean, I went down to uh, the LTD Brew Block Party in Hopkins. I didn't even know what was going on. I wish I would have shared it for one of our weekend oh, picks. But one of my neighbors said there's a big event going on downtown in Hopkins. So went down for that. Um Spent Saturday with the family and Lily's grandma. We took her to lunch. We usually try to try to get to see her a couple times a month. I think I told you about her. She's 91. So yeah, nice. some family and a little bit of fun. Yeah. All right. How about you, Julia? Why is that the cabin? Oh, you were at the cabin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Boating through white caps, trying to find calm. Calm. Why was it windy? Oh, my gosh. Saturday on the lake was windy. But in some places, because my cabin's kind of long and meandering. Mm-hmm. So if you go around the lake the quarter, is long and meandering, oh, yeah. not your cabin. No, not my cabin. <laughs> you can never find each other. This no. cabin is meandering. Oh, no. My cabin is a one-room shack. Um, <laughs> but I just had some friends up and had absolutely a riot. Just laughed all day. Good. All day. There's nothing like going out on a pontoon ride and never coming home. Oh. I mean, we left at like noon and I think we got home at eight. Oh, wow. That's a fun uh, day. It's That's a, a fun very long ride. Day. Yeah. It's a very, very, very long <laughs> ride. Shout out to all the people we met. Yeah. Along the way. Right. My Quite weekend claim to fame is uh, I avoided going out, Julia. I this actively is... <laughs> avoided if you going know, out. Ro- Rocco. Now you're Rocco, Rocco Grant. Right. That's all right. Rocco, Blake, <laughs> Donnie, Grant. There What's we your go. name over there? <laughs> but I that actively is, that avoided is going so out. surprising for you. Well, you went, you burnt yourself out with the two weekends. Two weekends of fun. Out of the row. That's right. I was on the road having fun, and I was just like, I don't want to do anything. But I did do a f- couple of fun things. Went uh, Saturday afternoon and saw Respect at the Grand View. OMG, yeah? is that movie good? Okay, nice. the Aretha Franklin Aretha one that Franklin. we heard mixed reviews on. Don't listen to anybody. Listen to me and listen to any of your other friends who've seen it. My mom was right. right. This your mom movie said it was amazing. Fantastic. It is. Jennifer Hudson. I don't know how anyone can beat her. She is Aretha Franklin because we, and we also meet Little Ree. Um, okay. There's this little girl named uh, Sky Dakota, and she plays. She got the job of playing young Tina Turner when she was 10. Wow. She's now 12. Okay. She's the young Aretha Franklin in this. And Fun. I mean, it just is so good as far as like you just felt like you were watching Aretha's life and the way they sh- showed every song. And the movie ends about 1972. And every big song, and, you know, we see her go to Muscle Shoals, and we see some of the stuff that we saw, like, in Genius, but it's just excellent. And 
Mary J. Blige has a small part as Dinah Washington, but she's got a great scene and Forrest Whitaker is her dad and Marlon Wayans is her first husband. It's just a terrific biopic and How that will give you all the feels. Fun. And if you love Aretha, you got to go. All right. And I was surprised. We went to like a 315. Was it full? There were about 15 people in there for a Saturday afternoon. 15 old people. Well, but it was upstairs at the Grandview, you know, so. The little one. It's small up there. What is that, 30 seats up there? Maybe 40. But anyway, it is really, really good. And she's going to be nominated for everything. And I'm giving her all the awards right now. That good. That good. That's amazing. Because she plays, you know. The late teenage Aretha or 20s Aretha, you know, 30s to 40s. And at every one, you just, you feel like you, this is Aretha. How fun. Yeah, so that was really good. And then um, I read, and I read Billy Summers and um, 253 pages into Billy Summers. And this is the new Stephen King. Yes. It is excellent. It is. What's it about? Okay, so this is not a Stephen King or or anything scary or supernatural. This is about Billy Summers is a killer for hire, and he's like the best in the business. Okay. But he will only do the for the hire job if the target is a truly bad guy. Okay. And now Billy wants out, but first there's one last hit. All right. And Billy is among the best snipers in the world. He's a decorated Iraq war vet. He's really great at vanishing after the job is done. So what could go wrong? How about everything? Okay. And it is, it's a 500 pager. Right. And it is just uh, compelling. And it's it's that that, the hottest book right now. It's, it's, yeah, it's so, so good. I can't believe Grant, we didn't try to get Stephen King on. (laughs) I know I'm dropping the ball. I'm just really what's going on with us over here. So what do you think? You're double Steve by now? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. um, (laughs) I gave him crap about his kids and he's got two jobs, but I'm like, nobody wants a book club, a chapter a week. I mean, this is the longest book club in the world. It's very, but they were funny about it. Yes. Today talking about it. Yeah. No, um, it's, it's really, (laughs) it's, that good of a book all right fun you can't put down well that's the that is the beauty of a book when you cannot put it down Mm -hmm. and you're just absorbed into it that is the most fun ever and casey's like so he wants to read this but he's like number 318 on the library did you buy i bought a hard copy and he doesn't read hard copies anymore oh they weigh too much for his hands that's right that's right this is what's happened to people i understand he is a kindle baby first of all uh, this the the font that Casey uses is you know like twenty six point. They're block letters <laughs> that you use right. in kindergarten. Right. Okay, that so. they put up above the chalkboard. Right. I mean, I'm like, whoa, dude. And right. um, but it's uh, he goes, yeah. He said, I want to read it so bad. I said, well, you can read it when I'm done. Right. I'll have to hold the book and turn the page. I said, oh, oh horrors, <laughs> horrors. Oh. That'll it's just it's be kind terrible. of funny because sometimes I do complain about a book being too heavy. Mm. But if if you're just into it and it's that's so you fun. get a pillow. Yeah, you do. You get a pillow. For I even book. I had to read off the Kindle on my phone, which I think is the most horrible thing I've ever experienced. Oh, reading a book on your phone? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's too small. Oh, unless you've got well, one you of those gigantic read... phones. <laughs> no, it is horrible. Yeah. So what were you reading on your phone? Just some dumb some book. book. Just some book. Because we're low on the books. We're going to the fair. And so we don't have the books for a couple of weeks. Right. And I needed a book. But right. I was, I, I do not recommend it. Yeah. You know, Casey kept going, well, 
do you want to go out? And I'm like, no. Are you sure you don't want to go out? You're like, go out? you were into the book. I, well, I just was, I just, I know that I've got, we've got all these, I'm going to three concerts at the fair. Right. I know I'll stay out and I'm like, uh, I'm going to save Basil- myself. And then the Basilica is the following yes. weekend. I'm like, this is like my, this is my only weekend. This is my downtime. This is my downtime. I need to recharge my little batteries here before I go and whoop it up. You know what I'm saying? All right, listen. I know we, what you're saying. Uh, when we come back, it's our story we can't get enough of, and it's uh, we both came in today telling each other about this show. Can't wait to have a beer at the Midway Men's Club oh. and a little cheeseburger with onions. <laughs> yes, walk wow. around with a beer in our hand. It's the best. Uh, you know we love the Midway Men's Club, right? Down I know, down, right I down know. the street from us, Julia. Okay, so we both came in this morning just going. You gotta I watch, watch the best show. I know. And the show is the chair. The chair, and the chair is um, a Netflix. I would call it a dramedy because it's right. definitely a drama and a comedy. And um, Amanda Peet created the show, mm-hmm. and she was so hysterical talking about this show with Stephen Colbert last week. She just gave great couch, and and right. Stephen King was giving great couch doing his interviews with Late Night for Billy Summers. But it's. It's almost, it's basically, I think it's a perfect television show because it's six 30 minutes, yep. so three hours. It's a dramedy, and it skewers the subject of free speech and academia without taking a side, demonizing anybody, or doing any pearl clutching. It just really is so great. Sandra Oh is in it. It stars Sandra Oh, and what she is, is they're at she, the small college, yeah, liberal arts college, and she was appointed the chair of the English, English department. department. And so if you're old, tenured professors there, and then you've got yeah. the new reign. And, and it's so rich in its observations and the dialogue, and Holland Taylor, I was so happy to see her because I've really... You really loved her as no Ida Silver in in Mister in in Mister Mercedes is what she was in and just loved her character and she's got a great character um, in the chair and uh, Mark Duplass which is or Jay Duplass brother to Mark um, he's in it and it's just I just thought it was laugh out loud funny and sweet and. You were kind of like, oh, these kids a couple different times, the college kids. The college kids. Well, what I appreciated about it is like, because, you know, there's Game of Thrones fantasy. There's this, this, there's this, this. But I what I think of shows, because this touches on ageism as well. Yes, very much When there's shows that have smart um, copy in it or smart lines for people that are for our age, too. And it's not just, you know, the Instagram people or the TikTok people or, you know, I felt, I don't know if I mean, I just felt like it was smart in that it talked to people our age. As well, we, I think it talks to any age. It talks I don't to think any it, age, I don't but think I just it, I thought some part. of it was just so refreshing talking about the new technologies and what the kids do here and what the kids do there. I just kind of, I don't know, I just thought it was so smart. And different than anything that we've seen. Yeah, it really, really is almost a perfect show. And it was created by Amanda Pete and this woman named Annie Wyman. And I guess she comes from the world of academia. And David oh. Duchovny shows up in one episode playing himself, kind of making fun of himself. But it's just... It's, it's good. really good, you guys. It's really good. We've got a little one little clip, and it's Holland... 
Taylor's character <laughs> who she's like, she's been teaching English, Chaucer, mm-hmm. and she gives us a very funny lesson in Chaucer she at does. the end of the show. <laughs> she comes into Sandra O, oh, the new chair, and she lays down on a couch because she's very upset that her office been, has been moved into like the basement by the weight room. And she comes in to lay down and she's laying down on the couch and she looks up at this big oil painting of the sky. Here we go. You look at your evaluations yet? Yes. And what did they say? That I'm too exciting. (laughs) Wait a minute. Was he always in here? Oh, I haven't had time to redecorate. I gave him a hand in his car (laughs) when I got tenure to celebrate. That's the president of the college from like 1924. Looks like the guy I gave a hand to. Also, how is that a celebration for you? Good point. He owes me an orgasm, whoever he is. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it is just so loud, is loud, funny. Her character is the bomb. So good. It just, <laughs> it's fast, it's quick. I love that show. Yeah. And you're done with it. You already finished it. I have two left. Casey and I couldn't stop watching no, it. No, I know. And then it was raining last night, and he, I said, I I said, I have no idea. You know, I've just heard there's good buzz about this, and... He said, well, let's try it. And then it was, we were like, oh, that's it. The, it's only half hour. So we just like. Burned through them. We engorged. We engorged. We not you engorged. Because that you would gorged. be. Yeah. You. Engorge is like a penis. Yes, gets it engorged. is. Yes, it is. <laughs> Good clarification. Yes. Yeah. We gorged on the show. Well, the other one that I know you watched, but I don't know if you loved. And I and I just went all in was the Ted Lasso. And every Friday there's a new episode. Yeah. It Last week's. It's so. If you haven't watched Ted Lasso on Apple Plus, you guys, it is just everything. It's I want to go back and rewatch it. It's that. It's charming. It's endearing. Yes. It is so mm-hmm. endearing. Mm-hmm. I just love that show. I got to get Casey to go back. You got made a mistake and binge that show. The that, first season? Me too. It's too sweet. Yeah, you kind of want to take it in each week like Julia's taking it Like in. what we did with S Creek. I didn't want to watch that every week. It's, yeah. Yeah. This season two is so good. Yeah. Well, oh, gosh. I um, just think that shows the bomb. Well, speaking of TV, uh, Holly posted for us. We got our first look at Apple TV's uh, Drama the Morning Show for season two. And oh, my gosh, it doesn't look like anybody's happy. It looks like all kinds of drama. And Will Arnett has joined the cast and Juliana Margulies. And at one point, you see Jennifer Aniston's character say to Witherspoon about. Juliana Margulies, oh, God, she bugs me. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Julia and I, we like, that is our it's, thing that we always say, eh, she bugs me. Right. Bugs when you me. see someone and you're talking with someone, you're like, oh, Ugh. they bug me. And uh, so it looked really good. It does look good. It looks it like looks... the drama is continuing. <sighs> and Billy Crudup is such a great smarmy guy. Yes, he is. In this. And Steve Carell's back. And so September take, 17th, that comes out. Is that when that mm-hmm. comes out? So... Yeah, take a look at that if you want to um, get excited for the morning show. And then... Um, okay, I have to just tell you. Yeah. Remember, remember our dear show, Friday Night Lights? Yeah. Love it. Okay, Clear did, eyes, full arts, can't yeah. lose. Who did we love? Yeah, we, Taylor Kitsch has a mm-hmm. new show. No, he was in Bozeman, Montana, where Marabou was waiting tables. Did he go in and did she wait on him? The Rocky Mountain Hamburger Place or whatever it's called. He came in after a show. Burger Bob's. Burger Bob's, thank you. Riggins, are we talking about? Riggins? Yes, Tim yeah. Riggins. Oh, God. He is a stud. So Catherine calls me. She's like, Marabou just waited on, who's the hunky one we loved? Higgins. Higgins. 
And, no. and then she just went on and on with the story, and she's lying to me, but he was in after her shift, and I'm like, how did oh. he look? <laughs> did Just tell me. Yeah. I mean, so... Did, mm. is, is, is Meredith getting the scoop? Did she just said that he was there and he was just fine and mellow and, mm-hmm. you know, just, but Tim Riggins, mm-hmm. I would die. Yeah. That, you know, I got chased into Burger Bob's by the lady. From, yes, you did. Yeah. So I was Off like, people were probably chasing Tim Riggins in there. Oh, can oh, you yeah. imagine? Yeah. Can you? Oh, boy. That's a great place to eat if you're ever in Bozeman, downtown Main Street, Burger Bob's. What's his new show, Laurie? He is in a show called The Defeated. Is it it's supposed to be any good? I haven't haven't watched it okay. yet, but um, I was going. We were going to talk about that a little bit later because oh. he's in the show with uh, Michael C. Hall. But oh, here I won't leave you hanging. Right. Sorry. So it, this is a Netflix drama. It's starring Michael C. Hall. Of course, people know him from Dexter. Taylor Kitsch, who needs a hit, and it's so t- bad. It takes place in 1946 Germany in the aftermath, and it was chaos of World War II. Kitsch stars as Mac McLaughlin an American cop who arrives in Berlin in the summer of 1946 to help create a police force following the war. Uh, the show dropped um, a couple a week ago, and it's like number seven uh, streaming. Okay. And interestingly, The Defeated is a European import, and it's titled Shadow Play Abroad. Um, but they just gave it two episodes longer. They just did a few different things. So um, Sounds kind of good. It I does. just would watch it because of him. Same. I'm going to, it's supposed to be thrilling and it's about, you know, kind of all this stuff that happens. And Michael Seahaw, I don't know if he's playing a German or what in it, but yeah, I want to just watch it just to see if um, our guy Taylor is finally going to be in. Riggins can find a good hit. Boy, he needs one, Lori. I think so, Julia. He needs one like your son of anarchy guy. Oh, Charlie Hunnam. Where has he been? Those two just need a hit. Wasn't he supposed to be in the um, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, but then got kicked yes. out? For yes. sure. He didn't get he, didn't get, he, quit he quit because he wanted to help with the screenplay, and they didn't want his screenplay help. <laughs> and then he was afraid that he'd be pegged forever as that. Well, and then he went on to do The Lost City of Z. Yeah. Horrible. Book, boring Horrible. movie. Horrible. Yeah. Horrible. All right. Anyway, when we come back, we're going to remember some notable lives. We lost some people this weekend. Um, the one good news is, is they were all like in their 80s. Yeah, so, that is good news. Know. All right. So we'll be right back. Everly Brothers and Don uh, Everly passed away on Saturday at his home in Nashville. His his full name was Isaac Donald Everly and his uh, uh his brother Phil preceded him in oh, death, but um, just they had such a beautiful, beautiful har- uh, harmony, you know, the way they sang together mm-hmm. and they were so influential. I did not know this. So they were the, they're considered the most successful rock and roll act to come out of Nashville in the 50s. That's where they're from. And Don and his brother Phil, who died in 2014, right. they once rivaled Elvis Presley and Pat Boone for airplay placing an average of one single in the top 10 every four months for four years. That's how many songs. Every month. Every month from 1957 to 1961. Wake Up Little Susie and Kathy Clown. Kathy's Clown, so little two-minute teenage drama songs, if you will. The duo all but single-handedly redefined what stylistically and thematically qualified as commercially viable music for the Nashville of their day. 
In the process, they influenced generations of hit makers from British invasions, uh, bands like the Hollies and the Beatles to um, uh, Simon and Carfunkel and the Eagles. Or Carfunkels. Yeah, Garfunkel. Mm-hmm. And in 1975, Linda Ronstadt had a top 10 single with a, her version of the Everly Brothers 1960 hit, When Will I Be Loved? Right. Which was their song. And um, I liked her version better. Yeah. Well, big time. So great song. Yeah. And Paul Simon, in an interview with the New York Times after Phil Everly died, wrote Phil and Dom were the most beautiful sounding duo I ever heard. They were so pristine and soulful, their voices. The Everlys were at the crossroads of country and R&B, and they witnessed and were part of the birth of rock and roll. And Bye Bye Love was the brothers' like first crossover uh, hit because it was on the country chart, R&B, Top 40. And then, um, and then both brothers played acoustic guitar, but Don was considered the rhythmic innovator, but it was their vocal blend yes. that really made them uh, unbelievable. And Don had the lower, he sang lead, his brother sang slightly higher, and he told the LA Times... Shortly after his brother's death, it was almost like we could read each other's minds when we sang. But the brothers, they as the career up, progressed, the, the radio hits became scarcer as the 60s, 60s wore on. They both yes. struggled with addiction. Yes. And um, a decade later, after nearly 20 years on the road together, things came to a head. Phil Everly smashed his guitar, stormed off stage during a performance at Knott's Berry Farm in California in 73 leaving Don to finish the song and say, I guess that we've broken up. And that was it? And that was it. And that was it. That did was they it. ever talk again or well, anything? They did, we yeah, apparently, they just were done performing. They were just done. Yeah, they were two two years apart. And um, yeah, that was it. And he's don't do that to me at the stage. No, I won't. I wouldn't. <laughs> Grant, be on the be on the ready yeah. if she just leaves the stage, or if I just leave the stage. I anyway, will. they just. Wow. I was playing some Everly Brothers yeah. in the double wide today, and oh, they had some great songs. They did, yeah, really good. And then on Saturday, uh, uh, another we lost another um, legend. He also died in Nashville, eighty five years old, probably knew Don Everly, Tom T Hall. He uh, was known as the storyteller because if you remember in the 60s and 70s a lot of songs told stories yes here is his most famous storytelling okay. song funny Lori, because well, 1968 international hit i'm trying to think of songs with stories in them lately and the one that just came to mind when we're listening to that is um, Earl by the Chicks. Oh, yeah. Goodbye, that, Earl. Goodbye, that's Earl. That's a storytelling. That was a storytelling song. So Tom T. Hall, this was his thing. Yeah. He started playing guitar at the age of four, and he wrote his first song by the time he was nine. And he began playing in a bluegrass band, but when that didn't work out, he went and joined, he became a DJ. Then he joined the Army and then he settled in Nashville and he wrote songs for everybody, but he had so many songs. He had to add T, um, Tom T. Hall to make his name catchier. Okay. And his breakthrough was when he wrote Harper Valley yeah, PTA and Jeannie C. Riley um, sang it. And of course, it's a song about a mother telling a bunch of busybodies to mind their own business. It was witty and feisty. It was number one country, number one pop. It sold. Millions of copies. Jeannie C. Riley won a Grammy for Best Female 
country what vocal. What year is this? 1968. Oh, 68. And it got single of the year for the Country Music Association. The song was so popular, it even spawned a movie of the same name and a television series. Wow. It was the Tom T. Hall told the AP in 86. Suddenly it was the talk of the country became a catchphrase. You'd flip the radio dial and hear it four or five times in 10 minutes. It was the most awesome time of my life. I couldn't believe I caused this uh, stir. And then his career took off after that song. Some of these songs, Ballad of $40, which was recorded by Johnny Cash and Waylon Jennings, A Week in a Country Jail. Um, Mama Bake a Pie, Daddy Killer Chicken. So these very you know, funny. Now that one's very funny. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so he was inducted into the Nashville Songwriters Hall of Fame, and he wrote children's song. He never really quit uh, writing. He was the host of a syndicated TV show go- called Pop Goes the Country, like back in the early yes, 80s. yes, so, yes. Anyway, he was inducted in the Country Music Hall of Fame, and um, just a lot of people on Twitter were remembering him as well as Don Everly because they're both, you know, legends living in Nashville, all of that. Got it. And um, can we talk about a legend? Yes. Can we just talk real quickly about a legend? Because we're giving away tickets on our show today. Oh, all right. To go see a legend. James Taylor and his all-star band are going to be at Excel Energy on November 29th, and tickets don't go on sale till this Friday at 10 a.m. Remember, we're giving away a pair of tickets today during our show, not right now. But Are we going to make people do something? Well, let's. we got to think of what it is because this is just coming to us hot off the press. But (laughs) today during the show, um, but remember when Holly went with her mom to Vegas to see them and she just said it was amazing? Yeah. I've never seen James Taylor. Yeah, he would be fun to see. I think that would be so cool. Yeah. So he 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 is coming. We're gonna give those tickets All right, later that's in our cool. show. Yes. Well, here's a little something. We might as well. This will be the legend segment. Um, <laughs> here's a high, uh, an honor for Josephine Baker. This is kind of cool. She will be reinterred at the Pantheon Monument in Paris, making Josephine uh, Baker, who is a World War II hero in France, the first black woman to get the country's highest honor. Um, French President Emmanuel Macron decided to organize a ceremony on November 30th at the Paris Monument, which houses the remains of scientist Marie Curie, French philosopher Voltaire, Victor Hugo, the writer, and other French luminaries. And after her death, Josephine Baker was buried in Monaco, dressed in a French military uniform with the medals she received for her role as part of the French resistance. She she, I would like to watch, see a new updated biopic new, of Josephine, Josephine Baker. Baker because I agree. remember when we went to New York those times and the um, someone at Travel Leaders had the friend who owned the um, oh, restaurant. Oh, one of her sons. Yes. One of her sons. It was Josephine Baker's son and how he just took us in and told us stories all about his mom and, and just the wildlife she and the adopted amazing, all yes, the children. children. She will be the fifth woman. To She's be, an amazing person. Yeah, she really yeah. is. And I guess I did not realize that she was a French resistance fighter. I had forgotten it. She'll be the fifth woman to be honored with the Pantheon burial and also the first artist. Um, so there are other, there are a couple, there are two other women who fought in the French resistance who were buried there um, during World War II, Marie Curie, and then a Holocaust survival Simone, Simone Veil, who was one of France's most revered politicians. So, so those will be the five women. So, 
This is a very, and really, a new biopic on Josephine yeah, Baker I agree. would be I heavenly. Agree. Yeah. Heavenly. I, she has had such an amazing life. Yeah. And then also, um, just take a moment to recognize and remember Eloise Greenfield. Um, she is an award-winning writer, and she's the woman who helped broaden children's literature so that young um you know, black kids could see themselves, their history mm-hmm. and their hope. She died in a hospital in Washington. She was 92. She spent her whole life in Washington, D.C. She worked at the U.S. Patent Office. You told me about in her In the 60s. That, yes, and yes, yes. She couldn't find any. I wanted my books to, so black children could realize how beautiful and smart they are. I wanted to write books, and I couldn't find any for my own kids. And right. so she wrote more than 40 picture books, novels, biographies, and um, poetry collections. And um, so Bubbles is a picture book that people might know. And just the snowy day, all kinds of, if you looked at the cover, but CBS Sunday morning had a nice little tribute. Oh, they did. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Listen, we're going to think about how we're going to give away our James Taylor Tickets uh, for November, but when we come back... We It'll do- be maybe something clever as Seventh Caller. Oh, no, it's not going to be <laughs> as clever as that. It's going to be better than that. All right. When we come back, uh, well, it's going to be a musical surprise. Yes, we're still on. Yeah, we are. We are. We are. Okay, we are here. So let's talk about... Um, we posted this, if you want to take a look at it. So there's this new Tiffany campaign that's happening and it's starring Beyonce and Jay-Z. It's the most amazing photo. She's they just look both so gorgeous. But apparently for this campaign, this uh Basquiat how do you say his name? Basquiat, I, I think Basquiat, so. Basquiat. Basquiat Basquiat. Yeah. I don't know if the Q is but this Basquiat painting was bought by Tiffany's yes. from a private seller. Yes. And it's been reimagined with Photoshop in the signature Tiffany Blue. And so she's looking very Audrey Hepburn in this black dress. Her hair is piled on her dress. She's wearing this beautiful Tiffany diamond, these sheer gloves. Jay-Z sitting down. He's been wearing his hair in locks for yes, quite a while. For quite but, a while. Um Anyway, he's kind of sitting to the side, and so it's Tiffany's owns this painting. Right, right. Okay? And um, anyway, he's, I guess Jay-Z has always been open about his love of this guy, and he even references him in multiple songs and owns a, like, $5 million painting. But people are yelling at Jay-Z and Beyonce, and I don't understand why. Well, they're just saying that this Basquiat, this artist, was kind of against um, capitalism or something, really, you know. Okay, well, he died too young for know, him basically. to develop into anything else. Well. Didn't he, wasn't he in his 30s? Yes, I feel he died like Madonna died, or dated him. Lori, you she might did. be right. No, she did You might date be right. Him. He died of but a he was anti-establishment, anti- and so they're just kind of okay. saying for this to be involved in a Tiffany campaign. But let me tell you the good part about this. Yeah. Okay, so this is the first time that the Carters um, have appeared together in any type of a campaign. As part of the partnership, Tiffany & Co. is pledging $2 million towards scholarship and internship programs for historically black colleges yes. and universities. So good is coming from this. The diamond necklace... That is being worn by Beyonce oh, is um, 120 over 128 carats 
yellow diamond. Only has been worn by four people. Yeah, did Gaga wear this to the Oscars? They were just saying one of them was Audrey Hepburn. That's a follow-up question Grant might look at. All right. Um, But Audrey Audrey Hepburn wore it at Breakfast and Tiffany's when she was doing the promotion for that. It's a cushion-cut diamond which features an unprecedented 82 facets. Wow. It was unearthed in 1877 in the Kimberley Mines of South Africa. So this is a big darn deal, this diamond that she's wearing. And... um, you know, yeah, he died at 27 yeah. of a heroin overdose. Right, and so people so, actually know what he was thinking. No one knows what he was. Of course thinking. not, Lori. And and I, mean, I love it when people get mad just to get mad. No kidding. That's just this seems... is one of the parts about social media that I hate. Yeah, it's just oh, let's get mad over that. I mean, it's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous campaign. But he, people have to pick apart and everything. And Tiffany's owns the painting, not Jay Z right. and and Beyonce. Like, who cares? It's really yes. Lady Gaga wore that diamond yep. oh, necklace she did. at the 2019 Oscars. Oh, a star is born. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's when she wore it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's absolutely gorgeous. I'm going to hold it up for the YouTube audience that isn't following along, but maybe following later, just in case. There we go, Lori. This is hysterical. I know. Just in case, Grant. See that? The odds of one of our videos even <laughs> ever going mm-hmm. live. Yeah. And the amount of makeup we have to put on a daily basis is very slim. Yeah, these people that are yelling at um, <laughs> it is at uh, Beyonce and Jay Z, they just need to sit the hell down and right, just shut right. up because it's just ridiculous that Basque wasn't the type of artist. Well, he was twenty seven. He was young. He you you don't know what he was going to be doing. No, or whatever. No. How do you know? He died in 1988. And all would, these young people. How that old are was young, he again? 27. Okay, so in your 20s, your personality changes 19,000 times a year, I feel like. You grow right. up every year, is, it's like dog right. years, your right. 20s. So I don't know. Yeah. But um, I'm going to say it's a gorgeous photo. Oh, it's beautiful. It's a gorgeous I, it's very photo. Beautiful painting, and, and Tiffany owns that damn How stressed painting. out would you be to wear that diamond? Not at all. You'd wear it. You could wear it. Well, I mean, it, well, uh, for a photo shoot, well, for if a I'm photo Beyonce, shoot, would be I'm fine. But can you imagine all? wearing that on the street? Well, no one's going to let you wear that on the street, Julia. You're going to go to the Oscars or something, mm-hmm. or a movie set, or a photo thing, and there's going to be three or four security. Haven't people. you seen Ocean's Eight? Yeah, I have. That's where they took the big diamond. That is. That is where. Um. So I DVR'd that um, Central Park concert because it was on CNN, <laughs> the five-hour concert. I just thought, I'll just record it, and maybe when I'm reading the paper on Sunday morning, you know, I'll watch I it. I can watch some live performances. Yeah, speed through and watch it. and um, Bringing the city back together by Clive Davis. Yeah, well, um, it was kind of fun. I was watching it, and then I realized... Oh, Barry Manilow. I mean, first of all, Jennifer Hudson came out and sang uh, Nessa Dordum or what the hell Don't is that? Don't ask me. Yeah, it's the yeah. opera song that, that Aretha loved to sing. Mm-hmm. And then Andrea Bocelli. And then it's tricky. Uh, LL Cool J and what's his name? I mean, it, there was some fun. John Batiste sang Freedom. Gail King emceed it. But I went past all the blah 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 and then you went to right to the where the downpour and lightning started well no it's Barry Manilow <laughs> is singing and I'm looking at him and he's just doing a medley How does he look he looked great he had a white tuxedo jacket on and he was smiling and the crowd was singing but I was like man it looks very the sky the skies are dark and 
he's just singing little bits of the rain sure. of, the, of songs, and he um, he's in the middle of "Can't Smile Without You," and all of a sudden the loudspeaker, ladies and gentlemen, there's lightning strikes. Everyone must clear. And there were like seventy thousand people there, and some people paid like five hundred dollars for their ticket. Springsteen hadn't come out. Paul Simon hadn't come wow. out. Um, Carlos Santana and Rob Thomas, they did see them perform. They did not sound good. I mean, Carlos sounded good, but Rob did. He uh, didn't? No. How did he look? Um, you know what? He's, he's gained a little weight, Julia, well, like yes. everybody has All in right. the pandemic. All There's right. just a little pandemic pudge happening, but... Um, yeah, all the concert crawlers, they seek shelter. It was lightning. So it just dispersed. Done. Fitty. Done. Well, they were, yep. I mean, you know. What do you do? Um, yeah, what yep. do you do? So Stormy Henry Henri, as the weather people well, were calling you, it. If you saw some of the photos this morning on the yeah. news about the flooding and the tornado. Oh, my girlfriend's it, out on Fire Island, and she said they were like, uh, they were so relieved well, it went from hurricane to tropical storm. Because right. Fire Island, if you've ever been there, it's... It's a low sandy island, if you will. Right off of Manhattan or somewhere. Uh, it's Long Island. Long Island. Island. Long, Island. Yeah. Long Island. Long Island. Long Island. It's right there. Happy birthday, Rick Springfield. He is 72 years old. Remember when he was in our studio? Oh, yes. Like, And we've talked like twice, and then we talked to him another time after that, after his book. Yeah. He, he um, He's an interesting guy. He is an interesting guy. But I can't believe he's 72. I can't either. I know it. We hijacked. Did we hijack him, or did no. we really have? No, no. Did Donnie we book him? Really, he was in our studio, Grant. Rick we really at the very early really? years. He had on the same glasses oh. that you have on right now. Mm-hmm. That's Kinda. awesome. I know, yeah. kinda. And he was he was lovely. He was. But we had such a following out our door of people. Yeah, I guess I think he's kind of a goofball because um, every once in a while I catch his. He's a he's a DJ. Oh, he is? Uh, for like a once a week show. Okay. And he is kind of a cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. With oh, really? Of, just he's real dry and he's real, he knows his music, but he just has some real, he's out there. Let's okay, just say that. It. I won't say cuckoo. He's just kind of out there. All right. Got it. And well, we've known that about him. Yes. We've known that about him. And his last book was about him or his wife's depression, remember? And yeah, yeah. Crippling it was. All right. Watermelon Sugar, Julia, has now spent 64 weeks in the official Big Top 40. It overtakes Someone You Loved and Dance Monkey, which both managed 63 weeks. So it has become one of the biggest charting hits. I supported of- it this weekend on the pontoon. We listened to it. You did? We had a little Harry Styles moment. The, the only one that spent more time than Watermelon Sugar, the only song? blinding lights the weekend mm-hmm. so watermelon sugar uh yeah if it can hold on for another 24 weeks it can take over for the weekend blinding lights that's how long that's that one's been on that. wow yeah that's a long that's 87 time. weeks on the chart oh my gosh yeah that's amazing all right we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back